was <laughs> this happened once in Germany after the Torah. Oh yeah, you can shut the door. Make sure uh, my keep an eye on who's coming or something because I don't know if the door's locked or not. Well, for the people on YouTube, you just missed the whole talk. But, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll try to recap. Like you missed a big game, and we'll try to recap. The score is zero zero. <laughs> There's been no touchdown passes. No. All right. So I just was sharing. I was at a meeting yesterday of recovery. And a guy who knows me came up after the, talk, the meeting to sort of talk to me personally. And he started saying, hey, I want to share with you what's been happening. And I, he said, I said, all right. He says, well, you know, I got that cancer and then that went away. Then I had open heart surgery, that went away. And then I stepped on something, the foot got infected, had three operations on the foot. Now they're foreclosing on my house, and, and he says, all se but it's all seemingly so. But at that point I said, no, it's fucking real. It's, that's what's happening, because what was trying to use the idea it isn't really happening is what's not happening. Yeah? The act of being identified was trying to use, oh, uh, this isn't happening, to make it easier for that which isn't happening. <laughs> so the appropriate, I don't, no thinking, it just came out, the appropriate thing, no, it's real. And then in reality, then you, by noticing it, by giving it, it its five minutes on the stage, then you can go to the seemingly so. But if you go to the seemingly so, you know, from what you're not, it's just, that's denial. Denial doesn't fucking work. This is negation. Yes, it's different feeling. So the idea of we've, the hearing of this message is happening and it has happened. And in the realm of the mental state, it's proclaimed itself to be the hearer of the message. Yeah. And you know what? That's not going to change. It's sort of like if, you, if a parasite had taken you over, you're not going to domesticate the parasite. It's not going to be like a lap dog. Oh, come here. Shh, come here. You know, it's going to, it has a nature which is parasitical. That nature isn't changing. Yeah. So what you're not is not going to be what you are. And it's no, it's not necessary to sort of have to carry it along. It doesn't have to agree or disagree. It will do both. But if you see it as not you, either that which is agreeing or that which is not agreeing, you'll lose interest in all the agreeing and disagreeing. They won't mean that fucking much. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Someone was talking about uh, improving one's conscious contact. Improving one's conscious contact is really based on loss of interest. You lose interest in what is unconscious, and that improves your conscious contact. You don't try to improve your conscious contact at, as that which is unconscious. Yeah? You, you lose interest in that which is unconscious. You lose interest in improving your conscious contact, and that's the improving of one's conscious contact. It's all about distribution of interest. Yeah? Interest and attention. It's like a blanket force here, and most of the interest and attention is being directed by the mental state. 
So most of the interest and attention is not really available or free-ranging now. It's beholden to yesterday and tomorrow, unbelievably. Mm -hmm. Yes. So most people, they're not really enjoying Saturday because there's not their interest, what they represent as interest and attention is beholden to fucking stories that have to be attended to and being interested in it. Because if you're not interested in the story, it's going to lose its influence, yeah? And the interest to see, and all the stories that we seem to have really imply an author, but there is no author to any of the stories. That's the joy of it, yeah? That's why in recovery they say there are no big problems. That's what it's based on, yeah? Because what the mental state does, it runs a lot of stories, and the stories imply that there's someone who has the story, that's someone who's the star of the story. It can't come up with that star. It comes up with it through reflection, yeah? So it's a story about whatever, life's happening, but then that story gets turned into life's happening to me, and suddenly the stories all have a pointer, which is to the author, so to speak, or the star of the story. That's why you keep renewing your subscription to the fucking stories. Not because they're that interesting, but because they're about supposedly you. Yeah, and there's a love, there's a cherishing of that idea of being this separate Paul. Yeah, and it's to, to try to go in there as that, to reform that is pointless to me. Yeah, it is pointless. Yeah. Now, there's a maintenance, which in, incredibly, in this case, this body has a maintenance plan, and the brain is working on it, but it has an incredible word that sort of is the top, is the top little uh, topic, which is enough, yeah? So I, it gets to a certain point where it's fucking manageable. Let's say I can walk 100 yards. So that's enough. There's no more. The maintenance crew gets lifted. The attention and interest gets to be free-ranging because the job's done. Yeah, It's not working on the Toyota to make it a chariot of the God. It just wants it to get to the store, you know, or get to here, or be able to... <laughs> you know, swim of 50 yards or something, whatever it is. So there's a level of enough, and basically, you know, the whistle, the work whistle goes off, and then the attention and interest is just what? It's not beholden to yesterday and tomorrow, so it's, it's really what people, I believe, are calling presence. To me, I believe presence is just undirected interest and attention. You're just sitting in, the interest of attention that could be going to your knee, that could be going to yesterday, that could be going to your future, going to my zippers down, all this stuff, yeah? It's now free from that, and it's just resting in itself. It's not, it's not resting in a thing, it's resting in no thing, so to speak. And, uh, and then what the day demands, the day, I don't mean 40 years of <laughs> fucking trauma or anything, but what the day demands is readily given, you know, because it's not like it doesn't tap out your whole account because it's an infinite supply of interest and attention. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I can make it through a freaking day easily, but I'm like 40 years of, you know, and see, so the head wants to garner all the interest tension and really direct it on its little idea of being a you. And it takes a lot <coughs> 
a lot of interest and attention to keep the story going. It really does. And you, you lapse out of it quite a lot all day. If you do something you love, it's forgotten. You know, if some, something grabs your attention, like a book or a movie, you forget. It's not, it's not like a, a, a wedding made in heaven. Yeah, it's just it, the, the one partner, the interest, tension would rather leave the same old, same old. It's gone over. I'm a loser for 45 years. <laughs> it's combed through that like a monkey picking the things from another monkey. It's combed every, I'm a loser. <laughs> it's like, if you ever did a journal and kept them, it's the same thing that you were afraid of like 40 years ago. You're still afraid of, I'm afraid is the beginning and then there's a different object or topic. But the fear is precedes it all because that's you. That's the idea of what you're not. Be truly being afraid of being discovered, really, in my case, in my field. It's because its, it's whole lifeblood is relevance. So it even finds relevance in spirituality because it really believes it can block you off from the sunlight of the spirit. It, the head thinks it can really separate you from what you are, which is totally insane. You know? And the head really believes it can be out of a moment, which is mind-boggling. So what would happen, there's this thing we've been riffing on, it's a famous uh, mantra in yoga practice, like the, you know, the physical yoga practice. And the end of the sentence is, first it says, you know, uh, gone, 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 attaining the other shore, right? Attaining the other shore. And then the attaining of the other shore is on having never left. So you never, where you're attempting to get to, if you ever arrive there, it tells you, hey, I think someone's there. Oh, uh, just finish closed. Uh, really what it's, it's really basically telling you that you never left. Yeah, so what would happen if you went on a spiritual search and you, you arrived at the goal? What does the goal inform you that you've never left? <laughs> <laughs> so before having to go through so much stuff, gone, 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 <laughs> and then arriving at the other shore, finding out on having never left, yeah? Why not on having never left? <laughs> Stay there. Why not have an, a sense? Look at your own experience. Hey, have you ever been out of a moment that you've been in? No fucking way. <laughs> You're it. Without you, there isn't a moment. You know? So this whole idea of wanting to get into the moment is predicated on an insane idea that you could be out of the moment. The mental state, how, see, if the mental state could keep you out of the moment, there's relevance, see? It's, it's provoking that it could have an effect, says it's a cause. Like the Course of Miracles would say, it's a causeless effect. So it believes I can block you off from love, therefore it has, it's a cause, yeah? So you, it tries to throw out these effects, oh, you're totally out of the moment, you know? And of course, I'm the one who fucking put you there. You're totally out, you know? Therefore, what do I need? I gotta get into the moment. Well, it's just in and out, in and out, in and out. It doesn't go anywhere. So this message, if you haven't heard it, so to me, just fundamentally, this is only the take that's come through. Non-duality is a negation, it's not two. It's not going 
It's not proclaiming oneness because it knows that doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. Yeah? It's saying not to. It's not negating the fact of subject-object, basically. It's negating the fact of you and me. It's negating the fact of this and that. It's negating the fact of the dualistic dreaming. Yeah, that's happening. And basically, it tries to bring it back to the dualism that's, that seems to be right where we are, which is sometimes you're the object being thought about, sometimes you think you're the subject thinking. Yeah, so there's a subject-objectness that's rolling around all day, assuming so some days you're thinking about someone else. That means I'm the subject, I'm thinking about them. And sometimes you're sitting home and the thoughts are all about you as an object. So you're being observed and then you're the observer. Yes, this is, this is, you can see it, yes? There's something off there, subject, object. So it's a negation of that. It's saying all there is is subjectivity, let's say. All there is is awareness. All there is is consciousness. There isn't anyone who's conscious, and then if there is a one who's conscious, it believes it can be unconscious, and that's what drives most of the fucking urge to find something, is your belief that you're not enough or you're unconscious. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, the Toyota, just like in Tesla, you know the Tesla? <laughs> they had this, uh, an emergency or a natural disaster, and some, of the, some people with the lesser Teslas were caught, and they got in touch with Tesla, and they said, listen, we can't, we got to get out of here. And Tesla just gave them the password because the batteries in the lesser Teslas and the bigger Teslas are the same battery. But there's a chip that inhibits the use of the bigger battery in the, low, in the cheaper Tesla. But it has the exact same ba battery power, the exact same length of, of travel, but there's an inhibitor in there. It's basically, it's the exact same, you're paying one 90,000, the other you pay 30,000, and the only real difference is there's a chip in the 30,000 not to access the power of the 90,000, but it's always available at all times. So there was this giant situation, and they had to break down and give them the fucking code, and then they could drive like a 90,000. This is sort of what it's like here. We, there's, there's an inhibitor, and there's an inhibitor in us, which is the mental state. It's inhibiting the access of the power of the attention and interest because it's trying to run that battery power going all to it, yeah? Basically, it's using our juice to play God with, yeah? And so, in recovery, we run into a thing called, mm, it's like the, the biggest unspoken step in recovery, which is, you gotta quit playing God. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. And it says, why? It doesn't work. Okay, so it makes it simple. All right, I'm going to set out on my course. The cop stopped, you know, quit playing God. I've been told by a higher authority, a big book, it says you got to do it. All right, I'm going to quit playing God. But if that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, isn't that playing God? Exactly. This is the dilemma. This is the freaking dilemma. Looking for what you are from what you're not is flawed. F-L-A-W, not F-L-O-O-R. Flawed, yeah? So looking for what I am from what I'm not is failed. It's, it's built to fail, hopefully. That's the beauty of it. What's the beauty of a failed system? It shows you it's a failed system. So what? Maybe you'll stop looking for what you are, and in the stopping looking for what you are, you'll find out you're that which you've been looking for. Maybe, just 
that's the possibility of, of satsang, of non-duality. Satsang delivers a possibility, and then let's see how it triggers in where you're at, yeah? And if you find out, like, the spiritual shoe fits, you wear it. So you wear it if the statement of Hoang Po, hey, whatever can be perceived, cannot be perceiving, hits the truth in you, what's the, what's the appropriate response? None. Just, just let it roll over. Yeah, and then he gives you a second punch if you, keep, if you try to get up, boom, which is you can't use yourself to find yourself. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, attention, interest, awareness to seek attention, interest, and awareness. You can't use light to seek light. You can try it for eons, nothing's going to happen. What an incredible warning. And would he say that to anyone who was not the Buddha? Of course not. Because it's the Buddha being identified as Paul that's looking for itself with itself. Only through the disguise of being identified as something else. That's how it goes, yeah? So all that needs to be corrected, and after it's corrected, there was no need for any correction, because nothing ever really happened, is to see what you're not from what you are. And I believe, humbly, it's always available at all times. This is just the message hopefully, hopefully rotates where you, you see the fallacy of looking for what you are from what you're not, from what you are. You see what you're not looking for what you are from what you are. Not from what you're not, but from what you are. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, seamless. Beautiful, seamless negation of all the source codes of the mental state. It's taking out the most important aspect of them all, which is the sense of being the doer, the feeler, the thinker, the haver, the conscious one, the seer, the taste, the toucher. It's just questioning that, and when that drops out, and it wasn't even there to drop out, when it just sort of demists, you know, you see it just like a cloud breaking from the sun of the, the light of the sun, then the whole system itself loses all the power it has because it's all based on the center, yeah? And all the system has been the thoughts are just happening, but they're being used to imply a thinker or a thought about. That's what they're doing all day. Every experience is happening, but the experience is being collated by the mental state to imply someone's or a someone in the experience, yeah? And if you want to talk about addictions, the addiction to experience is unbelievable, yeah? It's incredible. I would say it's up there, really, because it's, it, it's not looked at as an addiction, but most people would rather have an experience of what they are than to be what they are. They could write blogs about experiencing what they are. You can't fucking write much when being what you are. <laughs> because there's really not much going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it doesn't provoke much, much mental interest. It really doesn't. I mean, it's not like you look back and all the runners are way behind you. There's fucking, there's, the race doesn't even stop. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, it's a whole different, it's uh, <laughs> it's like a, 
but I know what it's like to the head, and to the head it's fucking boring, so. <laughs> to the head it's fucking boring, it is. It much rather ingest some fucking exotic plant and then have a complete experience. It can write tons of data about that than just being what you are all day. <laughs> but because of its reliability, and because of its precedence, and because of its, hmm, not based on conditions and circumstances, it has a huge, huge value because uh, it's not coming and going. Mm. It can't be polished all, or can it fade, yeah? It just shines in and of itself. And it's gonna shine way past this little mental teardrop of 90 years. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, yeah. So this whole message is to, to see the fruitlessness of looking for or using what you are to look for what you are. Yeah. And the only way we would be engaged in that event, which would be in the act of being identified. You, that which we are must be believing or taking itself or assuming that it's something else to make this make total sense. See, the mental logic makes complete sense based on this assumption. It's the assumption that's insane. But if the assumption is true, that you're, you are what you are, therefore you better start looking for your source, or you better start looking for the Buddha or the Christ mind, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a pretty good noble endeavor here and maybe it could be available and helpful. But if the assumption is off, then the, then the whole mental logic is insane because it's constantly trying to use what it is to get to what it is, which is reinforcing the idea of what you're not. And you know, Ramana Maharshi explained it perfectly. There's that non-existent thing, this idea of being you, let's say, usually cast as the body, and there's an animation of the body by what we are, but now the what we are gets forgotten and you think it's the, it's the body that's animating. You know, I'm the one, you know. And so this non-existent thing wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing or wants to get a pair of pants or whatever. There's millions of things at once, yeah. And so it goes, all right, there's the assumption. There's a non-existent thing that seems to be existing. And in that existence, it finds let's say irritable, restless, and discontent, and so it's called on for something higher, and it wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So it, it definitely, is, it loves the idea of salvation, but it wants to guarantee that you're gonna be there to get it. <laughs> you're gonna be able to reap the rewards of the salvation, or there's no, you don't see much interest in it. You wanna be there to experience your own absence. Yeah. So, so, so this, so that's the deal. So it goes, all right, there's a presupposing, the word pre is really important, because pre definitely is of time, right? Pre means before. And so time is the big part of the magic trick. It's, it's without time, there'd be not, none of this could possibly take off for a second. <laughs> but time is its legs, really. All right, so there's this presupposing 
of a non-existent thing. What's that? The identification is Paul. That's the presupposing. <laughs> That's what it is. The embodiment of the presupposing is Paul, John, Chris, Sean, everyone. That's the presupposing. Where is it? There it is. If you're, where's that presupposing? I want to say, no, this is, <laughs> you're coming to as the, at the end of the product line. <laughs> Mental state has already presupposed it. And then it, <laughs> you're, you're, you're seemingly before, and then if you hear this, then you think, I'm the one presupposing. No, <laughs> there's a presupp. It doesn't say you and I are presupposing. We're the pre presupposing. There's not when you, Paul and Mike, aren't presupposing. We're the Paul and Mike are the presupposing. So seemingly the appearance of it. So presupposing the non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. That's the logic of the mental state. Yeah based on the non-existent thing as being existent. See, this is the big leap, yeah? So, all right, so then it goes, if your spiritual practices, which, I mean, I don't see how people, can you imagine like a retreat and then there would be like, someone would run in like the third day and this is a public spiritual broadcast. There's a presupposed <laughs> before they tackle you. There's a presupposing thing trying to get somebody, and your spirit ah! it would be like someone, at, you know, at like a government. <laughs> they have to grab the person out in the protest. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no, you know. So there's a presupposing thing. Um, so it says your spiritual practices, meaning all of ours. Not yours, you know, like, other than me. <laughs> Your, mine is still fucking gold, but yours, yeah. Your spiritual practices themselves are, are being used to reinforce the non-existent thing. Wow. How can they destroy it? Yeah, it's a good question. And first of all, how can you destroy a non-existent thing? If you set out to destroy the non-existent thing, you've given it the meaning of being existing, you see? To vanquish something, there's got to be a something to vanquish. That's all it wants is relevance, and you've given it to it, yeah? I've got to get out of the ego while you're in. That's a big in. It has, there's no out in that in. There's, ton of ex, there's tons of exit signs, but you never get out. <laughs> The, the getting out is based on not being in, yes, yes, which is inherent. It's an inherent possibility. You're not being in. Getting out is a, is a crapshoot, really. But if you see it from I'm not in, then there's no need to get a huge strategy to get out. And those huge strategies are being used to reinforce the idea you're in. So, yeah, this is it. So I heard this stuff. Smacked me a few times, many times. Some keep reverberating, most of them. That's why I use the same statements I heard like 20 years ago, because they have the same wallop than I had when I heard them. <laughs> when I heard that thing, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, that had a huge wallop in my little affairs. It has never changed, and it just keeps reverberating. And you know, like the famous one I got from a brochure for a therapeutic retreat in Australia, that one says St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for. That had a pretty, that's had a lot of tread on its tire for 
30 years. <laughs> that, put, that was a major shakeup. Because, you know, I got caught. I, this, the failed system got caught red-handed. These simple statements not followed with 800 pages of fucking going, just a simple whack. You know, my spiritual pants dropped. I just got caught fucking, you know, the emperor had no clothes, so to speak. And that's its true nature. Why, why adorn it? It's not so. Yeah. So I keep saying the same thing. And I used to say a whole lot more, but over the years it just boiled down to this because I really believe if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it, the problem. And, then, and that's the problem, is looking from the problem. Even if it's looking for a great solution, it's still a problem because you're looking from the problem. Yes? This is the whole message of non-duality to me. I don't find it in any other thing I've heard, though I haven't heard everything. But most things tend to have a point where you still are the main mover and shaker as the irrelevant one, yeah? So I find, just to be clear about this, because I went to talks and I heard people describe what I call then sounded very beautiful, like all oh, there is is consciousness and uh, you know all these things, beautiful, but unbeknownst to me until a little later, what I wasn't was hearing was proclaiming to be the hearer of this beautiful message of what it is, and because that wasn't going to override its sense of what it was, it tried to become that, but as what I'm not. Yeah, that's what it was. It was attempting to use what was being described to arrive at what was being described and with for the benefits not to be that to what that which is being described, but to me. You know. So I become more like that because I was tired of being like this. Yeah, but I didn't know wait, this did I want this to be you know, I just wanted to get upgraded. Yeah. And I was willing to you know, you have to see you're motivated. If you sit 13 hours on a, a fucking very little bit of cotton, little cushion, in a fucking kuti, they call them in Thailand, a little room. It was a wonderful experience, but that's what it was. I would rather have other experiences than that. <laughs> because my ass wasn't enjoying it. 13 hours is a lot of sitting. Well, seven hours sitting, there's six hours walking. Luckily, they throw in the walking. <laughs> 13 hours, 20 days, I lost 20 pounds, a pound a day. And I was very thin already. And uh, because all you had was like a weak soup. And then you had to have a yogurt drink. Like one of those fucking yogurt drinks till one o'clock in the afternoon. And then you were, that was it. No talking to anyone really. Just the master didn't know how to talk. So you just give you points, which I thought were good, you know, vipassana, so you just sit there, go over, it was like, you know, adding a, a, a mile to the, your racetrack, you know, like knee, elbow, big toe, mind, just on and on, on and on. Yeah, I saw tons of experiences, saw mandalas moving, fucking flipping out, it didn't mean a damn fucking thing. I left, drive, I was so blissed out, driving back to the towns, Chiang Mai, 
after my first fucking, you know, stirred rice, fried rice, I was fucking back the, the <laughs> selfie. <laughs> selfie couldn't wait to tell everyone about my experience. <laughs> I just don't think there's enough to fucking, I just don't. I mean, I can't say I've tried everything, but I feel like I've tried enough to realize this thing, you're not going to do yourself out of it. You're not going to meditate yourself out of it. You're not going to do anything to get out of it. Because everything that happens, it'll be claiming to be the one doing it. So, hmm, it's a tough one. So, yeah, I feel, you know, what's so bad about a Saturday? What's, what's there to be grateful for? What's the joy of starting the day at, on the point on having never left? I've never left that which I was yearning for so unbelievably. I've never left. I had this great, uh, went to this that therapeutic thing in Australia, and they had an incredible, they had it down, and uh, they could produce effects on people cathartic events, yeah? So they'd have these meetings, it would be like three groups, like 12 each, and they have all, everyone, and they had all these people around the circumference of the room, never saying anything, just holding the space, which I was really keen about, it was cool. And then they would, you would be sharing and sharing and sharing, and then in the afternoon, they'd clear the whole place up, put all these mattresses, start playing music, and they'd produce like cathartic events. People would be like, ah, you're going crazy. You know, joy pouring out of them, everything like that. And uh, one of them I was in, and I was, I kept saying this thing, I can never get back, I can never get back. And it was so much sadness, you know, as if I had left the beloved or something. <laughs> I was on moaning, groaning, and it was just ecstatic, you know, ec ecstatic spiritual loss, so to speak. Oh, I'll never, can never, I just kept never get back. Now, in hindsight, I realized because I never left. <laughs> From the one point of view, I can never get back. And, but because, but in this narration, it's because I did something to separate from it. But from here, it's because you can never get back because you never fucking left. <laughs> very, very, very relieving. <laughs> because all that spiritual guilt, if I would have just sat on one more hour in that meditation, if I would have kissed that master's feet a little longer. Maybe I should have gave more money, which I hope you do today. <laughs> Donate whatever. Something would have caused it. No, it has nothing to do with all that, yeah? Because you've never left. That which you're bemoaning and crying about, you're there now. <laughs> and it's not, it's not going to look like you hope. <laughs> It's going to be much more empty, vacuous, let's say. Mm. Brilliant, but not moving much. Yeah, but brilliant. And um, unwavering. You can't tip the, man, the, the you know, doorman. There is no doorman. Like they say, this is a gateless gate. Yeah. 
there's no seats back closer to the stage or farther away from the stage. None of that. It's just what is. Mm. Yeah. Never been interrupted by all this. The most heinous thing you think you've done left no effect on it. The greatest thing that you think you've done never didn't move you closer to it. Mm-hmm. It's just always available at all time. Right where we are, no requirement necessary except for the ones you make up. And hopefully, what a spiritual practice can do is giving up the requirements you've set up yourself. You know, you, you've designed the obstacle course and you've designed how high the bars are. It's all dreaming. And so if you want to make a run, it's fine. It's, we're all going to end up right where we are already anyway. You may, you know, have a gold medal for doing it. You may, you know, have like, you know, bed slippers. You haven't done much, but we're not, you know, it's always available at all times. We can rest in it and hopefully it will allow you to travel lighter today. Or you can be agitated around it or about it and make it something really big and special, which it isn't. It's just always available at all times. Gateless gate, wide open. And can't come, you know, there's no getting in, there's no getting kicked out. It's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, I mean the greatest thing you sense is when you left off the biggest hook, which is your own hook, you know? When something lifts you off of that mental hook that's got you convicted of things, you've been sentenced about things, there's, there's no forgiveness for certain things you believe you've done. There's no, all of that gets completely nulled and, and, uh, and washed clean at, in the court of light, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every night we go to the court of light when we go to deep sleep. There's no God keeper of deep sleep, is there? You could have done some heavy fucking shitty things and they're snoring like a baby. That person just fucked up 80 people today. It's gone, gone, gone upon having never left. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah, any questions? Feel it in the room, don't you? Nice feeling. This will, this, it won't grow, but the attention and interest will linger more and more. So you will be in what we call the pause in recovery. Your, your interest and attention will not be where the mental state wants to put it. Let's put it that way. It won't, it won't budge. It will just stay, at least a modicum, actually a large amount of it will stay in what's, what is happening, which allows you to travel here and through what's not happening. Life. So, all right. Yeah. Just came to me. So, all right, let's say me and John are driving. I have an old car, and my old car dies, dies down. So, I know a little bit about it. So, I have John, I open up the hood, and John goes there. I said, John, go in the back, this gas can, take the air filter off, old car, and put some, just drop some gas into the carburetor, and then you, and then the carburetor catches, yeah, and now the car is ready to run. Now, if he pours more gas in it, it'll die, it'll kill it again, you'll flood it. So all you need is a couple of drops, everything's there, it just doesn't have the energy or it doesn't have the, the fuel. 
You put a couple of drops in, and then what do you do from there? Do you keep pouring fucking gas in? No, you drive. That's it. That's the message. Yeah, It's in the driving where it shows its value here, because we're driving seemingly through time and space as this fucking object, yes? And so what would, what would be the greatest gift that this object could receive in this journey of time and space, but to travel lighter through time and space, yes? And when would you be able to see the joy of that? Maybe after a few years, you'd realize Jesus, with nothing to do with me at all, I'm just an expression, and the expression is an expression of traveling lighter through a lot of shit that I not, did not travel lighter through in the past. To me, I don't just take that evidence, there's a demonstration to this little humble action figure that there's something that's doing for me what it, I can't do for myself. Fucking let it keep doing for me what I can't do for myself. And then I surrender the managerial position I thought I'd been in because I'm not managerial quality and I'm directed by something. Fucking who knows, who cares? You know, as long as it's not me, I'm fine with it, yeah. That's as the upgrade was as long as it's not me. It could, you know, a dog catcher would do a better job with running my life than I would. Because it would have no vested interest in the life. See? There's just way too much vested interest to be right about something that has to have me to be wrong a lot. For me to be right about some fucking insane idea that I should be punished for what I've done. Yeah? Yeah. So so 